It's about time to take your great idea and turn it into a reality with Squarespace. They make it easier than ever to launch your passion project. Are you trying to showcase your work or sell products of any kind? Well, you can use their beautiful templates and customize just about anything and make a beautiful website all by yourself. And if you get stuck, they have 24-7 award-winning customer support that is there to help. Go to squarespace.com grace for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code grace to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. The first acting gig I ever booked. Yeah, what is that? Michael and Michael have issues. Oh, right. Michael and Black, Michael Showalters. I remember that show. Didn't you play a character who had to like take I a sh- shit or something? Yeah, I sleep with Michael <laughs> Showalters' character and... Um, in his hotel room. Yes. Uh, oh, we're going. Hi. Hi, Grace. <laughs> Hi, Jack. Uh, welcome to this episode of Not Too Deep. Thank you. Uh, we're talking, you caught us candidly in the middle of a conversation about acting because uh, Laura Clary is on this episode this week and That's she's right. absolutely fantastic. And she is a really, she's got an awesome story of someone that was acting and you know, trying to audition and that sort of thing. And getting fed up and then creating her own path in the social media digital influencer world. And it's really fun. And she'll tell you more about it. And she's just a cool chick. So I'm so happy that she's on this episode. I am too. She Um, was delightful. Yeah. But I forgot. I am wearing, you can't see this on the podcast, but I'm wearing a shirt that was given to me on my very first acting gig, um, a show on Comedy Central called Michael and Michael Have Issues. That's right. I remember that. It was a comedy show starring Michael Ian Black and Michael Showalter. And I play a, I played a, um, a college student that they were coming to do like a comedy show on a college campus. And I was like the student activities advisor. And so I was showing them around and then they like bombed. One of them did really well because they wouldn't work together. I forget which, I think. One of the Michaels. Yeah. One of the Michaels did really (laughs) well. And one of them totally bombed. I think Showalter did well and Michael Ian Black bombed. So Showalter was like big man on campus. So I took him to like a house party on campus and we hung out and then I went back to his hotel room and we like slept together. But uh, Mike, he like locked Michael Ian Black out or something because I had to like pretend have sex. Like they're like, here's a boom mic. We need sex sounds because Michael <laughs> Ian Black's character gets so fed up. He sleeps in the tub. In the tub, yes. In the hotel room. I remember room. seeing this before I met you. Uh, yeah, it was not. It was a weird first acting thing. And I can't believe because I'm so shy about any sort of like sexual innuendo like that as my age now. And this was probably 10 years ago. Yeah, exactly. That I couldn't believe I booked the part because I'm sure in the audition I was like beat red, like so like not comfortable doing that. Right. And they were when they called me that I got it. I was like, what? <laughs> Did everyone else the audition just like throw up on the floor? So and funny. I'm the only option. But it ultimately coalesces into a giant poop joke. Yeah. Because then the, <laughs> the next morning he falls asleep in the tub. We didn't know that he is in the tub. And I go to use the bathroom and I just take a massive shit while he's <laughs> in the tub next to me. So I had to pretend to have sex and pretend to take a shit. Uh, for my first acting gig. Yeah. You'd think I would love the world of make-believe <laughs> by this point, but... Uh, but in a way, don't you feel like you broke the ice? Like, you got you got through two, like, of, super embarrassing I was, scenarios. I was so, so nervous. This was in New York City. And sure. that was, I remember, such a welcome reprieve when we were done shooting. And one of the reasons that I'm like, maybe I shouldn't act because so many girls would be so excited to be doing this. And I was just so nervous about screwing up right. that I felt like I wasn't making friends with anybody because I was just like... Like, do a good job. Don't get nervous. 
And uh, that I was so excited when they were like, that's a wrap on Grace. And I could go home and make a YouTube video. I was right. so pumped to go back to that's my apartment. That's so funny. Which is like not how normal people that want to pursue acting perceive getting booked on jobs. Right. Uh, and then I think I watched the episode like by myself in a hotel room. Oh, not a hotel in a in the room that uh, like a uh, subletted studio that I had at the time in between like two other apartment buildings when I was moving. Uh, yeah, like I left an improv show and didn't like tell my improv team that it was airing that night on Comedy Central and like ran back to my room and watched it like by myself because I was like, I don't know if this is going to be good or not. And it you was- were good in it. It was. I, I thought that show was pretty funny. I, I my, thought so too. I my, was surprised. One of my that former teachers was on that show. That's why oh, I really? watched it. So like their boss, like in the office segments. Yeah, yeah. Was played by a guy named Josh Pice. Oh yeah. Who was one of my acting teachers Josh when I Pice went to was NY, NYU with Marie Forleo. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Michelle and I worked with Marie Forleo. That's right. I that's I forgot you worked with Josh. Yeah, that's we right. watched Josh teach acting to all these people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I took classes. his class, Committed Impulse. Yeah. So that's why I was watching the show. I mean, I do like Michael Ian Black and Michael Showalter. Just because I, I forgot was a, that he was on that show. Yeah, I was a, just a fan of the state. Wow. Um. So yeah. I watched the show because I was like, well, I like those two, and obviously I like Josh. I like everything that he does. And then, um, so I'd seen every episode. Yeah. And then I met you years later. Oh, that's nice. And I didn't realize, like, wait a minute, she was a Michael. Oh, Michael have issues. Oh, right. She was the shitting girl. Yeah. Well, the crazy thing is, too, I was working for My Damn Channel at the time and did an interview with Stella, which is David sure. Wayne, Michael Ian Black and Michael uh, Showalter with Michelle Vargas at the time, my mm-hmm. roommate. We were hired to like go interview them after a show. And I was coming from another job like on Staten Island. So I had to like train in from this like shoot all day and then try to interview them. I had nothing prepped. And our current, our collective boss gave me no, like he just wanted us to shoot and talk to them. But I was like, what do I talk to them about? He gave me no, I didn't like, know. no background. Nothing at all whatsoever. I've and never. You, and you probably hadn't watched the state or never, things like that growing up. N- I've seen bits and pieces, but yeah. never anything. And didn't know, had never done an interview with anyone before. Oh, no. <laughs> and so, and oh, then boy. I went to do it and they had to perform at this music thing for like New York magazines, like a hundredth issue or hundred year, whatever, something sure. bash. And so they had to perform in between bands. So like no one's paying attention. Everyone that works for these companies is just trying to get shit faced. So all their comedy like didn't really like hit that night. So they weren't, right. they didn't want to be interviewed. They were doing my damn channel a favor by like stopping the time to get interviewed. And oh, I was man. literally just like, what do you guys want to talk about? And they were like, don't you have interview questions? And David Wayne was trying to be really nice, but the other two guys, and it's not their fault. If I'm having a bad sure, set, sure, sure. I do not want to talk to anyone in the middle of it. Right. And so I remember it being the most uncomfortable interview of all time and me <laughs> crying after the interview on the street in New York oh, and Michelle no. like consoling me. And then cut to like two years later, I book a part on their show That's so and I weird. never told them about it at all i was like i don't want to th- yeah, them hopefully to think- they don't remember me <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and i've since done michael ian black's podcast like up in san francisco at like a comedy festival and sure. they're all super super nice yeah yeah it was just a weird time acting, acting. what a wonderful world it can be yeah really um but we're gonna get more into that 
Yeah, and Lara's got some great stories, and her story in particular is like really inspiring. Very how she inspiring. Took and she, her career in her own hands, and she has some very authentic advice too. If yeah. for anyone out there that is feeling stuck or feeling like they don't have control over their creative pursuits, so she kind of got me excited about Facebook, which Ooh. is something that I haven't been able to say in a very long time. I think a lot of people haven't been able to say that in a long <laughs> yeah. time. So maybe you know, listen up, guys. Silver lining. Perhaps. Get your notebooks out. Take yeah. some notes here. <laughs> Uh, also, got me really excited about water. <laughs> we'll get to that. That'll make sense later. Uh, so enjoy this episode of Not Too Deep with Laura Clary. Not, not too deep with Grace Heidbeck. This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by our new good buds over at ZipRecruiter. Hiring used to be hard. You have multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy. You only have to go to one place to get it done, and that is ZipRecruiter.com slash Grace. ZipRecruiter.com slash Grace. ZipRecruiter, listen to this, sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Those statistics are nuts. And with results like that, it's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is the highest rated hiring site in America. And right now, my listeners, you beautiful, beautiful humans, can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Grace. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Grace, G-R-A-C-E. ZipRecruiter.com slash Grace. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Not, not too deep. Calling all heretics. Today's episode is sponsored by Epic Reads and the book Heretics Anonymous, a hilarious new novel by Katie Henry about a band of misfits who end up inciting rebellion at their high school. Sounds right up my alley. Put an atheist in a strict Catholic school. You can expect comedy, chaos, and an inquisition. Get to know the charming group of heretics who start off seeking a safe place to embrace their diverse beliefs and end up launching a full-on revolt of their Catholic school's rigid code of conduct. This smart, irreverent, and witty tale combines hilarious hijinks with a lot of heart and a little romance and will have you questioning what it truly means to believe. It's perfect for fans of Becky Albertalli and Robin Schneider. This is one divine comedy you don't want to miss, so pick up Heretics Anonymous today. It's available through HarperCollins, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, pretty much anywhere else books and audiobooks are sold. That's Heretics Anonymous by Katie Henry. Start reading today. We're with Laura Clary. Yeah. Yeah, who is French. <laughs> we Are just you... found out she's French. Je n'ai pas français. Is that, that means I don't speak French. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, oui. Oui. Yeah. yeah. Et oui. Oui. Also. <laughs> yeah. However you say, me too. Yeah. Um, that's. Are you only French? So, my, no. Like, I'm... American. I mean, right. I, my dad. So you're a mixture of things. I was going to say, you picked up the American accent very well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you never learned French. Yeah. Um, no, I, uh, my dad is French and Swedish and my mom is Irish. So I'm like, you know. Got it. I feel like we're all kind of mutts here. Oh, big time. Yeah. What about you? I'm English, Irish, and German. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. My grandmother's from England. So. That's, oh, cool. They just lost in the World Cup. I just found out. Do you care? Um, 
I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't I don't care. completely not care. Yeah. It's yeah. like fun to root for something that doesn't matter. So it's yeah. like if they win, that's exciting. If they don't win, my life stays the same. Yeah. Nothing really changes. That's a really good way of looking at it, actually. Like that's it. how I feel about most sports. Uh is just none of it affects my life directly. Sure. But it's fun to get into. Yeah, it's fun to like root for something and like yeah. to, you know, live vicariously through the achievements of others and yeah, think <laughs> I like that. I just don't care about sports at all, but maybe I should. What's something, what's like, mm. I care way more about reality television than I do about oh. sports. What's something that you care that about? That I care, um, my dog. Oh my God, yes. Okay. <laughs> I, so I've done a whole deep dive into the world of Clary and <laughs> your dog, what's his name? Fetty? Fetty Pug? Well, his name's Oliver, but Oliver. his Instagram account is Fetty Pug. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's he's got it's a he just call it an it because that's what it is it's disgusting he's I got know. one eye he's a pug yeah. how old is he he's we think he's like nine or ten okay we don't know exactly he's adorable isn't he hysterical how long have you had him so like uh we've had him for three and a half years uh-huh. and he was like in and out of shelters for years oh yeah because like he's you know he's older sure. and he's um he's got one eye and it doesn't work his one, the one eye doesn't eye. work. Oh no! The one, wow. and they told me it works. So he's blind. Oh, they the, duped they, you. T- they told me it worked. They were like, "Yeah, this eye works." And then I took him home, and he's like bumping into everything. <laughs> and I was like, "I don't think that eye works." Maybe, maybe they meant it can move. It just can't <laughs> yeah, see. Yeah, right? They didn't specify. But even the fine works. <laughs> yeah. So is he like legally blind? Then? He's legally blind. So how? Oh does, my. Yeah. What do you? How do you walk him? Or how we do you, don't. He okay. he does not walk okay um like i tried when we first got him we i tried to take him hiking that seems like an impossible impossible mission right and it was like after i very clearly found out he was blind i was like let's go up running canyon and i just put him down and he just goes oh no (laughs) and he won't like move and uh-huh. so uh, we got him uh, I'm saying we Steven and I that's yeah, my this husband. Is your husband yeah yeah and by the way he said at VidCon he was in the elevator with Oliver and that you came lunging you were like dog and yeah, like that, came lunging but the elevator like shut Grace. that really is actually very <laughs> yeah. correct it's probably why I saw him again on Instagram and I'm literally doing the exact same thing yeah. and he's not even here right now yeah yeah that's amazing yeah um but uh what was I saying so we got him a bag mm-hmm. so he is a, there's a bag we carry him around in a fucking bag no nice. it's a bag and his head just sticks out but and we see, walk him around in a, in a bag so it's like a it's good. like a baby bjorn for like a dog kind of yeah. but it's i appreciate that because knowing that that dog doesn't want to walk yeah that's way more uh makes sense to me if i see someone with a dog in a bag i'm like let that dog walk right yeah. and that's what people say they're like you're supposed to walk your dog like people yell because <laughs> we, we like walked out with the dog you're right. like we adopted that's a dog evil. with one eye yeah, you have no room to yell at me. Yeah, he won't. He won't walk. But he's he's really funny. And his he, tongue is unreal. Yeah, his tongue's always out. Yeah, he's obsessed with potatoes and strawberries. <laughs> um, like well, he spins isn't? for. I know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's a very good balance. Yeah, Healthy balance. No, he's he's hysterical. He's just so fun. Pugs are just funny, aren't they? Pugs are funny, and but you got like a very charismatic, like accidentally charismatic pug. Because yeah. some pugs that their owners think are cute and they're really not. That's like the yeah. most like problematic pug where you're like, yes. this is, this is not a good looking pug. No, that you got but here. are any pugs really good looking? They're all no. pretty disgusting. Yeah. Like everything about it. But them, that's right? what makes their them face, so charming. 
That's just like just how noise it's so always. It's so true. They're nasty, but I mean, you know, I love them. Um, well, that's like so funny. You guys, things. you did? Did you do? You did VidCon this year too, right? Yeah, this year and last year. How what? How was it different this time around? Last year was your first one. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. this one you probably knew more going into it. Had more yeah. of just like your head wrapped around it. How yeah. was it? It was fun. I mean, like I. It's, you know, it's intense because I'm like pretty introverted and like always in my house shooting. And I, f- I forget that like anyone watches my videos ever, <laughs> you know, like you just kind of forget. I, yeah. I forget. And then like, you know, you go there and it's just it's overwhelming, but it's fun. It's it's fun to meet fans and, it's you know, cool, other creators. It is overwhelming. Yeah. You right. Think of numbers don't really register in your head for views that this is a person. Yes. Says. And then when yes. you see the people or meet the people behind yeah. the numbers, no one gives you training on how to interact with a wide variety of people. Because I'm yes. sure because you do stuff primarily on Facebook. Yes. And so, Instagram right. and that whole world. So I'm sure your demo, your range of people that watch you must be kind of all over the place. Yeah, it's mostly women 18 to 35. Really? I'm like 70% women on both. Okay. But it's funny because like even just the other day, I'm um, sitting at a restaurant and there was a mom and a daughter and they both followed me <sighs> and the mo- and they like the mom on Facebook uh-huh. and the daughter, the 12 year old on Instagram. So it's a lot of like that. Wow. Cause Facebook is older. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like our, everyone's moms aunts, everyone's mm-hmm. on it. And Instagram is very much, yeah. you know, younger for sure. Yeah. And it's cause we, I, we were talking, I was like, I don't use Facebook and haven't used it for a long time. Right. Every year I feel like at VidCon, I have the meeting with all the reps from Facebook yeah. and they go, here's everything you need to do. And then a year later we have the meeting and they're like, so you didn't do any of that. <laughs> yeah. So your to-do list is the yeah. same. And I'm yeah. like, I know I just haven't figured it out. How long have you been making content on Facebook? Well, like I started on Facebook because yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, I was sort of late to the game as far as like social media goes. I mean, I did, I really didn't get into it until like just over three years ago. Mm-hmm. Before that, I was um, acting. I was doing like tons of commercials and right. sitcoms and things like that. So that's what I did for seven years. And then I was just like really uh, creatively frustrated because mm-hmm. I had no control over my career really i was like waiting for the director to like write the role for like the tall Ugh. lanky blonde girl like that's not know. just a, like a sexy role that's like actually you get to be a human to- and, and, and a funny one mm-hmm. and like yeah and it, it just it was like i just kept you know that's all i did was was audition and then i started seeing these influencers and creators online and they were just making their own things and there was no excuse of like oh i, I don't have the budget for a crew to make my right. thing it's like no like you need a phone yeah. or you know yeah. and so i really made that transition and i went all in and just was like told my agents to stop sending me out and committed to doing a video a day for a year which wow. I I didn't like I probably missed some here and there but for the most part I was like posting daily and these were like 15 second That's still funny like- little whatever's but it was just kind of learning the language of the internet and like how to create and right, what, right. what people respond to and that was kind of it and I just transitioned over um but anyway to answer your question because that wasn't your question <laughs> that you asked me um Facebook 
Did you, what did you ask me? Just how long? I mean, because <laughs> Facebook, I'm just like, I'm always yes. confused as to how okay. it works. Yes. Okay. So what, if so, you had to give like three yeah. basic tips to someone that's yeah. trying to use Facebook as like a launching pad. Because I did read an interview with you where, yeah. and it makes total sense that YouTube is such a concentrated environment. There's so many content creators there. To even start out there and try and build an audience seems next to impossible. And it kind of is. Yeah. It's, you know? it's nuts. You just get lost in the sauce. That like. <laughs> Totally. And Facebook to me feels like a platform that's changed so much since when I used to use it yeah. that the idea of creating content there feels like confusing or just like, I don't even know where to start. And it really is like, so, okay. So I actually started on Instagram. Like I was just before Vine died. Okay. And like Instagram before started. all the Viners moved to Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And yes. YouTube. And YouTube. Yeah. yeah. What a crazy thing. I yeah. Um, but yeah, they've taken over YouTube. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so and Instagram, I would mm -hmm. say. Yeah. And um, but so Instagram was doing 15 second videos. And then I remember like six months into making videos there. Um, I just heard from other creators. Oh, Facebook's doing video now. And oh. so it was, it was like right at the beginning so no one was doing it mm -hmm. and so people were kind of like what are you doing laura like you can't even monetize on on right. on facebook so you're not directly right. making money but my whole thought was well people are seeing my videos and i'm mm -hmm. getting followers because no one else is doing it so why right. not like that timing is so essential like i feel like your timing with youtube was incredible and yeah. so like and it's accidental in a way you just right. realize no one else is doing this so i'm gonna try and do it and then you figure it out as you go it's such scenario. a valuable thing that, that timing yeah. of it all. That's really savvy. So, yeah. Um, yeah. You've built up this huge following then on, on Facebook. Yeah. Did you ever feel the pressure then to like, not pressure, but like the urge to now then port it over to another platform? Or you're just like, nope, I'm good here. I want to, I'm well, going to stick with Facebook. When, you know, the whole Vine thing kind of made me go, okay, it's probably good to have a presence more than one Sure. Yeah, because you don't have all your stuff you on one platform. Know. It's yeah. safer to assume a platform right. can go away tomorrow at any point. Yeah, totally. True. Yeah. yeah, like we really don't have much control over it. Although I don't see YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram going anywhere. Yeah. Snapchat, for me, feels like it could... I don't know. Yeah, I think but, Snapchat might not be long for this you know, world. Like, I but don't even know. with Facebook, even though, or, or even with like YouTube, it's true that YouTube probably isn't going away. Right. But you have so little control, as you yes. can see, like who gets to see your videos and and yeah, they're making whether, a lot of changes at the moment that leave a lot of content creators like confused and disheartened in yes. a way. And On just YouTube, like, yeah, and feeling like less in control of their content yes. and like who gets to see who it. Who gets to and, see it. Yes. how people see it and yeah. if things are actually working. And so it feels a little bit less of the like democratization sort of environment that it used to have. And plus they're, they seem yeah. to be filtering a lot of like attention into traditional media stars, which is yep. like a bummer a lot of the times. That's but right. I heard that. Yeah. Like but you never know there. I mean, it's one of those things where you wake up every day and you're like, what new change is happening that could be great or terrible? Yeah. It's just like the world. Yeah. But, but and just my, like my the, point was though, that yeah. it's, it's, it's smart then to diversify because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen yeah. to your platform. And just like having that ability to kind of change with it, even if it sounds like it sucks whatever mm -hmm. change that they're implementing right just kind of going okay so right, instead of fighting against it right because what i mean you're wasting your time that way yeah, yeah yeah it's just so yeah so i would say like consistency face for facebook um 
like stupid things like uh, titling, like putting titles on the video. It's it's kind of dumb. No, like, but it makes sense because it makes it more shareable. People, there's something about or like I subtitle all my videos. I and, saw that too. I was like, this yeah. is very smart. Yeah. yeah. And it's like it's yeah for the deaf community, for people who um, don't speak English, but can also, read people, yeah. that, also people that don't have their volume up. That yeah. too. There's yeah. a lot of people at work who like know they want to watch my video, but they know it's not going to be appropriate. And actually, <laughs> most, I mean, you can't really watch videos at work anyway. So yeah, people are watching on yeah. or school and all of that. Yeah. But True. they just do better. There's, so there's things like that, like subtitling and, and then titling on your video. Um, and then, so now like Facebook, um, you can't monetize. Like, So I'm in the monetization program now, but you, uh, your video has to be three minutes or longer. Oh, wow. And there's no pre-roll. So you have to do it a minute in. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That that's is crazy. In, I wonder. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I wonder how that'll pan out for them. Huh. Yeah. It's like, and it's, like an, it's an experiment like everything else. Yeah. They're no, just going to try it and they're like, oh, that didn't work. Let's try this instead. Oh, yeah. that didn't work. Let's try this instead. But and, I think it's like for me, it was my first year. I was just kind of throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what stuck. And, sure. and then once I started getting a viral video or two, I would kind of take that video and go okay why did that go viral how can I expand right. it or evolve it into something more yeah you know because I see a lot of creators like they'll have a viral video and then they'll just move on because right. they're like oh I did that yeah and it's like well but there's a reason that people so many millions of people responded to it mm -hmm. so well, how can you What's take the core of this the seed yeah. that you can keep planting totally yeah that yeah. makes total sense and that's been like my whole philosophy is just you know, taking, doing what works. It sounds really simple. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have a, you, you base it on a lot of like characters yeah. that seem like they're probably based on people or situations that you've really had happen to you or around you in your real life. Is that true? Some of them. Some yeah. of them. Okay. Yeah. Like a lot of my characters are hybrids of, you know, more than one person I know. And yeah. So mm -hmm. is who does the best? Is it Helen? Yeah. So Helen uh -huh. is definitely my biggest character. I, would have never anticipated that this like <laughs> square face perv <laughs> but would it's great. like it's so dumb in like the most so complimentary dumb. way possible it's, it's so, like yeah but that's what yeah. people that's what's so goofy about it yeah it's silly yeah it's just silly exactly it's not like heady it's right. just silly and so but the People are upset. like this guy in London got a tattoo of Helen on his arm. Oh like, my it's God. crazy. Like I'm sure he's regretting that because like it's literally this square face like oh, on his arm. Pretty great. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, so that started. It was just one day I'm laying with Steven and I'm on Snapchat and I see this I'm see this like square face. Yeah. And I, and I just thought it just made me laugh. The the. The way it the image, your face. The, yeah, the, the, the square and the neck it just killed me. And yeah. so I just looked at him and I just said something disgusting. I just started saying gross pickup lines to him. And he <laughs> and he looked and he saw the face and he was genuinely like, That's really uncalled for. <laughs> he was like, Really, Laura, that's he's like, That's sick. That's really sick. And I was like, Oh wow, I gotta keep doing this. Yeah. Like the, the more disgusted he got, the more I just threw it at him. Yeah. And, and it was it was just as simple as that. And and I wasn't even gonna post it. Like it was yeah. just a dumb thing. And then I thought, you know, I'll put these together and I'll post it. And then people asked for more. And so I did another like pickup line thing. And then that one like went viral and then I just kind of kept going with it. And that's yeah. actually the thing that took me from maybe 30,000 followers to 2 million followers. Wow. Like, oh, wow. that, that character and that concept 
Um, and I and I have all these theories about why. And, you know, you see online like all like the side chick humor and like the the, the, sure. the guys objectifying the, the woman and mm-hmm. the guys are the sexually aggressive one. And I think that we haven't really seen so much the woman being the sexually aggressive oh, one. Yeah, yeah. The inter- saying inappropriate things. Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I think that like struck a chord with females. They just liked it. Yeah. I can't, sure. but I don't know. Or maybe it's but just it's also, that it's silly. Yeah, it's role reversal in <laughs> yeah. a way. That's yeah. Especially because Steven's reaction is not like <laughs> anger. It's just like confusion and disgust, which yeah, is most like, women's ugh. reaction to like getting catcalled. It's just <laughs> totally. like confusion disgust totally. and just like especially when you're getting catcalled from someone that isn't doing it the best yeah it's mostly like kind of pity for that person in a way yes. too uh now you guys he's in a lot of your videos yeah uh which is super fun yeah. do you guys try to break each other in the videos that you do together like do you try to make each other laugh like who could break first um i think that we haven't like consciously done done that but mm-hmm. yeah no yeah i mean i would say like yeah you want to make him it, ha- it happens it does feel like sabotage sometimes it does ha- like you're I sneaking, do make him laugh, like you're yeah. sneaking up on him yeah and you're like oh like he's just like oh, i don't want to be filmed right now yeah like you can tell and it, yeah and it was that and then and then it like you know i was exhausted with the concept i'm like i don't want to do this anymore you know it's like yeah. it's just so much so i was like ah uh, but how can I expand this character? So I just started thinking like, okay, who is Helen? Like, who Mm -hmm. is her mom? Like, where did she grow up? Why does she have this inappropriate sort of interaction with men? Mm -hmm. Like what happened to this woman? Right. Like, why is she so disturbed? And I, and I like really kind of dove in and had fun creating this family. (laughs) Yeah. So then I created like this family of square face women who, you know, and it's dysfunctional. And like a lot of that actually stems from my real family your real family <laughs> yeah like you know like her sister is yeah. very much like a c- combination of my sisters and the mom is very similar to my mom does any of your family members have they seen this do they ask oh, yes. are they like that's me Stop literally doing that. yes i went to portland like last week to see my family my sister got a farm out there and she the first thing she says was like so i see you made a character about me like it was like <laughs> oh my god well, like she's got long black hair and I just threw on a long black wig so I wasn't subtle. Right. I could have changed her appearance. On the nose. That's so funny. <laughs> but it really I is. want to maintain the integrity of the character. <laughs> yeah. No, they're, you know. That's pretty great. Who of all yeah. of your characters would you say is most like you or most an offshoot of you? In Interesting. Um, yeah, like I'm like nothing like Helen. Like I have like a normal sex life. Like I just, I'm like, you know, a little shy. Your jaw is very different than Helen's. (laughs) But I'm not, I mean, it's funny because- So you're saying you're not disgusting? (laughs) Not really, but like people come up to me and tell me like gross sexual things because they think that like- That's you. Do you know what I mean? They just don't, they think that that's just who I am. Right. But um, I would say, man, it's, I would say maybe my Pamela Pupkin character. She's like such a bitch. So I'm like, she's just, (laughs) I'm just like her. She's just like Um, me. No, but she's like very strong and opinionated and wants to kind of control everything. And I think that that's probably like a character defect of mine, but nonetheless, (laughs) something that I... Yeah, that's fun. I mean, she's like a very heightened version of gotcha. me, but but that's what makes it fun. If it comes from a place of like realness in yourself, and then you get to make fun of yourself in totally. that way, it's great. Absolutely. Did you always do impressions or characters growing up? I didn't really do impressions ever. Really? Like, I, no, because like, you grew up. Did you grow up acting? 
like not as a child. Well, like I mean, like I was in like theater in high school. Okay. Yeah. Like, so I would, I was like on the speech team. Oh, do you, do you know like, like anything speech? about that? It's, it's like what do you mean? competitive acting. Yes. I, yes. Know, about this. Speech, I know it's yeah. a weird Queer thing. I just brought one of the, like uh, in an episode, they brought a, a kid that was like the reigning speech champion okay. to tell this like local yokel politician guy that they were giving a makeover to how to give better speeches. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah it's my thing. Wasn't really uh, speeches though. It was, it was more basically you had to take a play and dissect eight minutes from it and then perform it and play all the characters for like judges and other kids around Whoa. the state. And so you'd like you're compete. So You're doing this like is, a one woman show. Yeah. But this is also <laughs> just like school for what you do now. Totally. Yeah. And I could never really understand why like my friends who were on speech, like who didn't want to be an actor. I was like, why are you wasting your time doing this? Waking up at 5 a.m. on Saturdays to go yeah. compete if you're not doing this for. Right. I couldn't understand. But I was very lazy. And so I just <laughs> only focused on the things I like. Like I was a terrible student. I took geometry three times. Like I was <laughs> a stoner. You're a bad head. kid. Bad kid. <laughs> But you were your creative side was functioning. That's right. Firing on all cylinders. That was the thing. That was the only thing that um, I cared about. You have a podcast where you prank call as your characters. Yeah, I'll do. Yeah. And yeah. Have any of the prank calls ever gone completely wrong that you couldn't post them? Or have any of them actually been like so wrong that they're perfect? Yeah. Like I just post them all. Like I haven't gotten <laughs> sued yet. So like, oh, there you go. Yeah. Because I think it's illegal. I was going to say, is there a legal thing if you're saying, there, if there you can is. hear the actual voice of the person? Yes. Yes. But I have not been sued yet. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm just, you just know, keep living going. on the wild side, you know? You know, they say um, beg for forgiveness, never yeah. ask for permission. Like, I don't say the name of the, you know, restaurant or right. hotel or sure. whatever, I'm, whoever I'm calling or like I had, like I called a flower shop and I had like Helen, uh, write the worst like Mother's Day card ever but oh, had the, the person write it like yeah. you know just fun stuff that's great yeah you, oh my gosh yeah um who do you follow on social media that's like your favorite whether it's like a guilty pleasure or just like someone that you genuinely are I'm like they're great um man who um I like um this new account called Mouth Breather <laughs> Mouth breather. I don't know okay. this. They like, basically like I'm writing this. They, down. they post like they post. Vin- they, it's, it's actually not his videos though. Like he finds these like vintage like 1970s workout videos, just really like sexercise or like yeah. just oh, yeah. really funny like old uh, videos, and he'll cut them together in a really strange way that I like. Um, so that's someone I'm weirdly obsessed with. Um, who else? I like a lot of like meme meme accounts and yeah. But I don't watch like too many. Um, I don't watch like you know Facebook and YouTube creators too much. Like that's I, probably I, good I because know. then you don't get too like yeah uh, subconsciously influenced by something that's you've already yeah. seen. Totally. Yeah, because that's my worry is that I used to watch it all the time. I pulled back a little bit and then I could only think of ideas that were generated based on videos I've already seen. And you're like, dude, now I'm just making this person's video. Again. Yeah. Yeah. And that totally. doesn't make sense. Totally. Um, you were you said you were out here. You've been out here for 12. How long? 16 years? 12 years? Twelve. Yeah. Twelve. I want to. Yeah. 12 years. I mean, I literally moved out here when I was 17. Wow. Yeah. By yourself? Um, yeah. So, well, with these two girls, so 
Um, I had done theater with these two girls in Chicago and they were two years older than me. They Mm -hmm. were at Northwestern and they came to my high school the week before I graduated. And they were like, hey, you know, we know you want to be an actress. We're going out to L.A. for the summer to intern at this production company. Do you want to come with us and like sleep on the couch and like help us with the rent, essentially? And I was Uh like, "Okay, yeah, because I had like I said. I, no direction. Like I, I was, <laughs> I was doing, um, studying at second city in Chicago and like, I, I wanted to just keep going there. Like yeah. I was fine to just do that and then eventually make my way out here. Sure. But then they came and asked me and I was just, you know, like, yes, I didn't really yeah. think twice. Well, I yeah. like that they started it by being like, do you want to come pursue your dreams and help us with our rent? Exactly. <laughs> like looking back, they absolutely just wanted that extra $500 yeah. a month. That was it. That was, the, they didn't give a shit about my dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so you've been out here for 12 years that's nuts so yeah and you were auditioning yeah so I was there and then I quickly after the summer went back to Chicago and then I ended up in New York for some guy that I thought I was in love with that I met once it happens to the best of you know what I'm saying (laughs) Um, he told me he was a photographer turned out to be a drug dealer long story wow long story Um, maybe next time yeah Um, we'll have to do part two yeah (laughs) yeah and then uh, long story long, I ended up back in LA, eighteen, and um, got a commercial agent. Wait, you moved to New York when you were seventeen? Okay, so like, <laughs> I was like in New York for like four months of being eighteen, and okay, then like went. So like, I I was here when I was seventeen, then quickly to Chicago, then to New York, then back to LA, all between seventeen and eighteen. Wow, wow what a year! Yeah, nuts, totally. That's so nuts. But I feel like at that age, at least for me, like I had no fear. Like I was. Very, oh. you know what I mean? Yes, You're 100%. Just like, eh. I lived in New York for six years. I go back now and I'm like, I'm scared <laughs> right. of everything. Right. And I'm like, how right. did I live here in my early 20s? Isn't like, that that's, funny? How did my parents let me live here in totally. my early 20s? Um, so then you've been out here ever since. Yes. So I came back here and then um, eventually like my sister moved out and we lived together and the guy went to jail and, um, you know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, do you still visit him? <laughs> no, pen pals, pen pals. no, I do not. But like, I would occasionally get calls like you have a collect call oh from God. the LA County jail. Like, oh, oh. yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know how to pick them, but, um, <laughs> but yeah. So, so then I got a commercial agent and, uh, and I like booked the first commercial I went in on and I was like, this is easy. <laughs> it was, That's amazing. Yeah, it was a Spanish cell phone commercial. Like I was like dancing around with a cell phone. It was so <laughs> stupid. That's so that funny. sounds pretty perfect. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to ask that I love hearing people's like worst audition story. If there's one that comes to mind, I feel like you've probably been on hundreds. So I'm sure the good ones get repressed really deep down. Oh man. Gosh, there's just been so many bad ones. That's how I feel too. Like I think probably the worst was when I went in and it was a callback. And so I really, really wanted it. It was a series regular pilot role. And it was like, I just, I would put so much importance on these things. And like, and I went in and I read and then she, you know, it, it was just the worst because they would you would read the sides once and they would just sometimes you'd only read one scene, even though they told you to prep three. Right. So you'd read one and they'd just be like, thanks for coming in. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and they just give you that like dead eyed smile. And so they're just like, thanks degrading. for coming in. Yeah. And you just know, like that smile means you didn't get the part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We offered it. To Brooklyn Decker. <laughs> I don't know why you're here. Oh, God. You know, like, uh, that, was that real? 
Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but, but no, but so, so, you know, it was a thanks for coming in. And I think at that point it had been like so many years of that, that yeah. like, I like wouldn't accept it. I was like, what can I do differently? She was like, thanks for coming. Oh, no. And I was like, what did I do wrong? And she was like, thanks for coming. Or oh, like, wow. whatever. She was just like, thank you. Like we're done here. And I was like, she's just like a broken animatronic. Can I do anything else? Like I was, I like turned a little psychotic. Like I, yeah. I, yeah, you were I, frustrated. I wouldn't accept her no. It's like yeah, someone sure. breaking up with you that you're like, no, we're not breaking up. Yeah. yeah. What, did, what can what, I do? What did I do? Right. Yeah. What, what, how did, can I what fix did, this just relationship? Just tell me what I did. She's like, thank you for coming in. <laughs> and it's like, but why not tell me the truth, bitch? Like, just tell me what I did wrong. That's more. They're like, they won't just be honest and just say, you know what? You're not right for the part. Right. And right. I don't think you're a great actress. Like you could just <laughs> even say that. Or right. yeah, just say I, I'm with you that it's more <laughs> there's something more comforting about knowing the truth, even if it's a harsh truth. Totally. Than walking away wondering forever what right. could I have done? Should I have worn a different shirt? Because you'll I never have, know. Right. And then you'll feel like everything's out of your control. Totally. Control. Yeah. And then you go to Facebook. And yes. everything works out. Yes. So, yeah, exactly. So that is, yeah, that's like essentially what happened. It was like kind of out of creative frustration. Yeah. And then, you know, and at first, you know, you start making videos. No one watches them. No one cares. But it's just keep going and going. And then, you know, now it's just like I could never imagine going back to to that it's, it's horrifying. Yeah. yeah, it's so nice working from home with their one-eyed pug. Oh my gosh, oh, I, it's, it's the it's the best. Living the dream. Uh, well, we yeah. have a bunch of Twitter questions for you that we're gonna get to in just a second. We're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back with Laura Clary on Not Too Deep. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Ellen's here. Introducing Jack Ferry. Mm-hmm. Not introducing Jack Ferry. Saying introducing comma Jack Ferry. Mm-hmm. The Beyond Burger. Oh, I've heard about this. Mm-hmm. This is the. Uh, I believe I read somewhere that it is the uncompromisingly delicious plant-based burger that is packed with protein and better for you and the planet. You are absolutely correct. The Beyond Burger is not your hippie college roommate's veggie burger. Uh-uh. It is a sizzling sensation created for meat lovers everywhere. In fact, it's the only plant-based burger that is so meaty, it's sold in the meat case at grocery stores nationwide. So brave. The Beyond Burger is made from simple ingredients applied in fresh ways. They use protein from peas potato starch, and coconut oil without gluten, soy, or GMOs. The delicious plant-based Beyond Burger comes with less baggage and more benefits so you can eat what you love and feel better while doing it. This summer, add some sizzle to your grill with this revolutionary burger that satisfies the most ravenous of carnivores and grace you've actually had i am one of those ravenous carnivores and it was satisfying i made it for myself it is weird it made me feel like a david blaine in my kitchen like dark magic that this burger that looked like meat didn't actually contain any meat right and it's by far the most um on par with the consistency of a real burger that i've ever found from like any sort of burger that absolutely has no meat in it so i encourage anyone that is curious to try it you can taste the future of protein made from plants by visiting beyondmeat.com slash grace and click the where to find button to find a local retailer near you that is beyondmeat.com slash grace 
We're back. We are. With Laura. We did. And we're going to get to Twitter questions, the platform that you don't use. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But before we do, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every guest that's on the podcast. And the first one is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Who would I want to throw live spaghetti at? Oh, this is so hard. It can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing. Yeah, that's what I'm like dealing it's whatever with here. Your, whatever like your a, intention is. Is it a good thing or a bad? I mean, I suppose I wouldn't want to get cold spaghetti thrown at me. So can't imagine why not. <laughs> Everyone has a different interpretation. <laughs> I guess like Hitler. That's a fair answer. All totally right. fair answer. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> on a lighter note, the other question <laughs> that I ask every guest on the podcast is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or close call, but you can only use three words or three small phrases or intermix. So mine is college jogging front lawn. <laughs> um. Mine is kindergarten, (laughs) (laughs) fair, locker, Bryce. Oh, Bryce. Okay. All right. Poor Bryce. Poor Bryce. Okay. We have some Twitter questions for you. Here we go. Um, Someone wants to know, how did Helen meet Steven? Okay. Um, yes. So, ha- man, in this. Do they have an origin story? Yeah. So, originally, the pilot of the sitcom that I do on Facebook Watch now, because yeah. you know about Facebook Watch. I'm I've sure heard. Facebook is like. They have a lot of shows that they're like launching through that. Right. I've only I actually heard- don't know. Okay, so Facebook launched Facebook Watch and basically they're putting in like a couple billion dollars into it over the next year or two and Mm. they're trying to compete with Netflix or Hulu. Oh, wow. So they're making like... They're making shows. Yes, like premium content. and But they also have some creators... Um, self-producing or like they'll put them on a minimum guarantee. They'll give you a certain amount in episode. I see. So like my show is... Um, was self-produced and then now Facebook's helping me, but it's it's not a premium, but it's still on Facebook. Watch, okay, okay. Got it. So um, that is like a sitcom, like a three to five minute, based on like Helen and her family and uh-huh. like her obsession with Stephen is in there, but it's mm-hmm. kind of like deeper and there's dynamics in the family and all of that. And um, so originally in the pilot, it was that Stephen and I we're looking for a roommate and Helen came um, to be our roommate. And then like, so that's how we met was she came. And then she, she came, murdered you. Right. And then she <laughs> murdered me. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Family so. friendly comedy. Got it. There you go. Um, in real life, mm-hmm. does Steven have a favorite character of yours? Um, he likes Ivy. I feel like he has a crush on Ivy. Because um, <laughs> Ivy's like this monotone model character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Like she like I just posted a video today. Uh, she did a music video about potatoes and how <laughs> she loves them Perfect. because she's just so fucking stupid. And she just <laughs> is like, I love potatoes. I'm going to write a song about it, you know, because I love them. God, you know, and like, I envy her blissful ignorance totally. about the world. You know what I mean? And yeah. she just makes a whole music video about potatoes and her love for them. So it's like wish fulfillment. 
Yeah. It's like, yeah, this is what it's like to have your brain turned off. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And she's actually, her voice is based off of one of my friends I grew up with. Oh, really? That, like, it's like very monotone. And she would tell these long, boring stories oh with God. no beginning, middle, or end. <laughs> has his friend just, reached out to you at all about she, this? She has no idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, not a fucking clue. Not uh, a clue. That's, that's so funny. So, amazing. Yeah, like the first video I posted of Ivy. Because I would see all these Instagram models and they would post like, you know, like half naked pictures yeah. with like motivational quotes underneath yep. it. But like I could see your pussy like I could see <laughs> yeah. it. This is so stop saying knowledge is power because I could see your nipples. <laughs> I could see your nipples. I don't see how one has to do it. Yeah. You know, and so like I would see a lot of that. Yeah. And I was just like, this is so funny to me. These Instagram models like with their like never give up on your dreams, you know. Yeah. And so and so I like made that video of like this like. Like dumb yeah. vacant Instagram model who's like just said never give up on your dreams. Like even if you want to, just like don't. And she like stared in the camera for way too long. And right. like and that uh that was like my actually my first viral video and like that oh wow um Pete but no one knew it was me because right. I didn't really have a following at that point. So sure. I'm sure a ton of people thought this was a real Absolutely. person. Yeah. Yes. So like the, all these people reposting it and like <laughs> it's being shared everywhere right. and like but they think they're like who is this dumb idiot? Like who is, you know, like <laughs> have people ever come up to you in real life thinking that you're Ivy? At this point no. And okay. actually I don't I think like maybe one mm -hmm. I, but quickly it was it was figured out eventually sure, and then sure. I like kept doing like more with her and then I was like oh you know I see like these you know Instagram models that then like all of a sudden they like want to be a pop star and that's funny to me too yeah. like is is just to to play with that yeah. I, and like Steven is a music producer and right. and a composer and so like I can have these stupid ideas for songs and he can really make them like I've had like a 20 piece orchestra on an Instagram video. Oh like I, so like he can like take my ideas and like elevate this. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's what, a, what a resource. I know. <laughs> it's huge. So I've really been taking advantage of that. <laughs> yeah, that's a I would good, imagine you that's, would. A successful marriage is always taking advantage of one quality of the other person. <laughs> exactly. And just working together in that way. Totally. So I would say Ivy is his favorite. He laughs. You said he you said you think he has a crush. I on do. Yeah, yeah. He's it's like, also fair. Very attractive. <laughs> also fair. Uh, so oh, good. You like dumb. Yeah. Yeah. How does this yeah, reflect on me? Yeah. Exactly. I'm offended and I'm sort of jealous. <laughs> you know. I'm offended um, and jealous of myself yeah. and yeah. my alter ego that yeah. I created. That's and then so he's funny. like disgusted by Helen, which I'm also offended by. I don't know. <laughs> Very strange. It's very clear that he's uh, disgusted by Helen in the videos. But he, though. like, his childhood crush was Ellen DeGeneres. So, like, he likes funny women. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like, right. yeah, he's like, that's, that's isn't that funny for that's some reason? It really very... makes me laugh. I mean, because this like, is like, I'm assuming this is like Ellen 80, which yeah. is like still a very gay Ellen. Oh, yeah. Like, she's got giant shoulder pads yeah. doing stand up. I mean, she broke a lot of like boundaries for women in comedy, yeah. which is amazing, yeah. but like, and a, a very, like stereotypical like <laughs> yes. 90s late 80s female stand-up yeah. aesthetic wow yeah. i know that's very funny yeah uh is he because he goes to VidCon too? Does he consider himself also like in the social media world? Does he work with you on the sitcom and things like that? Yeah like he <clears throat> he helps me produce and um obviously scores them all yeah. so he's very much involved you know like when he's not scoring films right he's helping me so and he 
he just, you know, because I, I feel like my head could tell me like, oh, this idea is stupid. Don't do it. Or, mm-hmm. you know, so he's been really encouraging as, you know, just to help me get through that. Yeah. And, and I can also run my ideas by him. That's great. Which is huge. You have a sounding board that you trust. Isn't it? Yeah. That you trust. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's been really, really. That's awesome. Important. Yeah. Uh, someone wants to know, would you rather have awesome dreams every night and never be able to recall them or only ever have nightmares for the rest of your life? That's like a pretty simple, like, I'll choose the first one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll say. I was gonna say. Or would you rather suffer for the rest of your life every night? Or just hours? never remember a cool thing that happened to you. Yeah, but you still probably wake up like feeling like, wow, I don't know what I was dreaming about, but it was cool. You still wake up in a good mood. Felt cool. Oh, instead yeah. of Do just you guys like- remember your dreams? Sometimes I do. Yeah. And Sometimes. they almost always forget them within like two minutes. Yes. Isn't that so strange? Yeah. yeah. remember them so clearly and then they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. My mom writes down her dreams a lot when she remembers them in the morning, just in case they're good dreams. And she just wants like a story to tell people. I've done that. I've written just like a couple words to yeah. jog my memory. And it really does work. Yeah. yeah. Well, my mom used to do this thing growing up that I thought was like very smart. But now just in hindsight, I'm like, why didn't you have a notebook next to your bed? She would, if she had an idea in the middle of the night, because she's a person that her brain doesn't stop. And so she'll, she doesn't sleep well. Same. She'll throw a tissue yeah. on her floor as like a sign to herself in the morning to remember an idea that she had in the what? middle of the so night. So random. And, and when I, I was younger, it. I was like, that's really smart. But then I was like, just write them down. Just write yeah. them down in the middle of the night. That's so funny. Because she would hardly remember what the tissue was yeah, there for. Yeah, she'd just be like, damn it, I'm such a slob. Why is there a tissue next yeah, to my bed? God, my half-sleep self was so creative last night, but I had yeah. no idea what about. When she has a cold, she thinks she's being super creative. Oh, yeah. yeah, she writes her exactly. novels when she has a cold. Um, so Someone wants to know weirdest hookup experience. It's a little invasive, Mm. so don't feel like you have to answer that. No, I'm just, there's just so many. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you did the whole dating in Los Angeles thing. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I would say the weirdest was I hooked up with this guy and like, I feel like halfway through, like I realized he was like very, very, very gay, and there was just like, and that was really awkward for me. Yeah, because what do you do? So like we were like you know making out, and then yeah, it was like oh yeah, like go down on me or whatever. And he was like okay. All of a sudden it came out, and he was like, I have never done this before, but I'm gonna do it because you're great. Like I've never done it, but I'm gonna do it. Okay, here we go. And I was just like, oh. Fuck. And I was just like, it was just horrible because I knew he hated vagina oh, yeah. at that point. So it was like, it and was such a turn off. Uh, and then all, yeah, and the you whole can't thing. Just say that to him. You can't be like, oh, you're gay. Yeah. You're, you're so gay. You're so gay. You're, you're super gay. It's like, I've never done this before, but I'm gonna do it for you, girl. Oh my god. Yeah. So that was my. Uh, yeah, that's that was very funny. <laughs> Oh, that's it very, was very, very funny. Um, someone wants to know, and you kind of covered this already, and you say you don't use Twitter. Like, who's your favorite person to follow on Twitter? But I, if you don't, if you're not really on Twitter. I don't, then, so, like, it's not, like. It's not a thing. Oh, someone no. wants to know your favorite reality TV show. I'm watching The Bachelor right 
the oh, Bachelorette yes. right now. I just caught I'm up not. last night. Yeah, but do you feel like this? She does not have a connection with any of them. Right? It's going to be bad. It's going to be it? bad. And is it kind of a boring season or mm-hmm. am I just getting more distracted by my phone? And ha- <laughs> Because I can't Could be decide whether I have like no attention span anymore because of the phone or right. like... Or if it's just kind of a weak season, I think Please it's a, tell me. I think it's a weak season because I only recently got into The Bachelor and Bachelorette like a couple seasons ago, um, and then so I don't have a full like archive to compare to yeah. season wise in my head. But I do think that there's something innately more because my boyfriend now watches with me, which is like something that's a true miracle that this has happened. Isn't because it amazing? I got he Steven. He hates everything well. reality TV, but he'll watch this. Yeah. And he's into it more this season. I think my theory is that because he's a guy putting himself vicariously in the position all these guys competing is like you scream at them and you're frustrated with them where I think the women last season even though Ari was like so boring to me just watching them compete was more fascinating to me as a woman because I could relate to what they're doing and then also scream at all the mistakes they were doing and like why are you on the show to begin with Yeah, but it's still fascinating because it's just like people keep putting themselves into these voluntary situations and this is like the 20 whatever season of it isn't it it's crazy and they, and they pretty much never work out they oh, pretty much never it's like and one it's always in... sad and aren't you always like wait they broke up yeah <laughs> like I'm, why am i still surprised exactly. that they're not this sham romance that but that's yeah. on a television of, show do you watch out? bachelor in paradise <laughs> yes i like it because it's even trashier yeah and it's a little bit more self-aware yeah. how uh, how trashy it is yeah. these are all people that know that they're just going to be bachelor and bachelorette alums yes. for like the rest of their careers totally and so they're like we're just going to fully exploit the fact that we're part of that we're cogs in this system now yes and I feel like that I like I'm like these people they know what they're getting into but it's like you watch it and you go okay these producers are manipulating these people in oh, yeah. such a great way and you know because it's like hey man that's not your that's not your helicopter nope that wasn't your idea <laughs> that wasn't your idea to take him there you didn't yeah. set this whole beach that's party not even up. your fucking outfit like yeah. you don't even dress that well you don't exactly the producers dressed you yeah. and so none of this is real yeah. and like we can see it and i'm sure they can see it yet when they're in it they're like I don't know. He's just the one. Like we we hung out for forty one minutes, and I've never felt this way. Like it just—it's—they're just all so manipulated each time. And you think about it too, because they take their phones away, and they don't have any outside resources to what's happening in the world outside of what the producers will like let them in on. Yeah. So I think about how long the production schedule must be—like a couple weeks. That if you're just weeks, yeah. If you're just in this bubble getting like being handed drinks all day every day that eventually it'll break you and you will be saying things that you don't believe you will be like yes. believing things that totally. aren't true and you will be you get, caught up, you get caught up in the competition i mean we had dean ungler who in the competition yeah. we had dean ungler on our one of our live shows and he what was season saying, was he again he was in the bachelorette uh, the one before ari the, the bachelorette before, before ari yeah. was her Rachel. Rachel. I always want to call her Ashley. Rachel. And then he was was in Bachelor in Paradise. Bachelor in Paradise and then uh, Winter Games. Games. Okay. Um, So he's done a bunch. Hat trick. But I asked him, I was like, you know, how much of it is real and how much of it is competition? He's like, it's definitely, you just get caught up in the competitiveness of it. Yeah. And like that, but you still feel it. Yeah. I I think it was his point. I feel like. But I think because the the competitiveness, like, 
feels the emotion behind it, but it's but it, you kind of trick yourself. I also into, feel like yeah, when they complex. get into the yeah. par- Bachelor in Paradise and like Winter Game scenarios where they've all been through it, so they yeah. can all relate to each other. Yeah. yeah, that there's a certain level of like sorority fraternity company totally. that makes them more comfortable to be lunatics, like in yes. this whole thing. Yes, that it's like. They that's where I'm like, yeah, let all of these like crazy people in the bubble together that are all aware of this, but still want to participate in this kind of thing. Let them go nuts and keep the cameras going. I actually got I actually had a conversation with somebody about this because I was I was complaining about how like it's so ridiculous. Right. And then um, their retort back to me, which kind of shut me up, was like. Yeah, but isn't falling in love always kind of crazy? Like, like so many people's stories of where they met are so insane and weird and bizarre. And it's like, right. how did that happen? It's like dumb coincidences. Like, well, where did, yeah, okay, with, yeah. with that, where did you meet Steven? So, so I met Steven at a party okay. and yeah. I was actually, I was dating a guy at the time, but we weren't exclusive. We never had the talk. We'd probably been on a couple of dates. Sure. And I was at that time, I was very, being very antisocial and Mm -hmm. my sister, I was isolating a lot. And my sister calls me and she's like, Laura, she's like, you have to come to this party. You need to get out of your house. And, um, and she, she at that time living here only had British friends. She was obsessed with English people. They call it Anglo, Anglophiles. Anglophiles. Really? So she collected British. It was so weird (laughs) to the the point where she would call me and I kid you not. And she'd be like, do you want to get some tea? Oh, Oh, no. And I'm like, you're from Chicago. (laughs) Like literally it was that extreme. Wow. She only hung out with English people. And I have my theories about that. I think we had a weird childhood. I loved it. But, you know, I think that she always she she didn't really ever fit in. And I think that she wanted to go out and just kind of recreate her self-image. And she just fucking loves the wow. Brits and, and everything about them. And so she it is a great accent. <laughs> she's since lost her, her British accent. OK, okay. But, unfortunate. Yeah. But so she calls me and says, Laura, come to this party. <laughs> no, not like that. Oh, yeah, like, whatever. Like, There's no cue to get in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I and I really, um, I really didn't want to go, but I called the guy that I was seeing and I said, Ben, do you want to come to this party? And he said, Yeah. And then he calls me probably ten minutes before he was supposed to pick me up and he says, I can't go. My work's running late. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, perfect excuse. I don't have to go. And right. I call my sister. I, I, ben can't make it. She's like, you're an adult. Like, <gasps> come to the party by yourself. Mm-hmm. Fine. Okay, fine. So I go to this party of her then boyfriend's house and um, and I see Steven and he's like standing out in the garden uh-huh. and like he's laughing. I remember he's laughing with someone and mm-hmm. I like, I remember like really liking his smile. Like I mm-hmm. was like, oh wow, that's a really cute smile. Yeah. So I was all Helen-y and like went up to him. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> None of the characters are based yeah, on me. Right, right. I was like, hi, Steve. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, no I, uh, I, I went up to him and I remember um, I was also at this time um, newly sober. I was like two months sober. I'm, uh-huh. I'm six years sober off alcohol and drugs and um so at that time i was like two months which i think is another reason that i was like not going out socially because i was like nervous that i would want to drink right and so i remember he was holding a water and i was like oh wow like that's hot like he's holding a water so like i went up to him and i was like hey like where'd you get your water and that was the first thing that I said to him. That's your pickup line. That nice. was the first fucking thing I said to him. Wow. I was like, hey, like, where'd you get your water? Oh, my God. And then I was like, it was like he turned and he sort of 
I in his mind was like, what did she did she just ask me where I got my water? Like I could see the thought process of him. Like that's a weird question, yeah. you know. And um, and so then there was this bit of silence, and then I just kept talking about water because I was so uncomfortable and I was like yeah like I love water so much like it's (laughs) swear to god and then I said it's really important to stay hydrated and that is just tripled down on loving water that's it where'd you get your water I love water so much it's super important to stay hydrated (laughs) wow and then he just looks at me and he goes obviously you don't love water or you would have brought some yourself (laughs) (laughs) it's so British right isn't it just completely yeah. shut down a girl trying to be nice to you totally and I was like I I was like I got offended I was like are you accusing me of not liking water like I do like water I really do like water and how um, dare you yeah and he goes I'm just saying if you did you would have brought some <laughs> and I was like alright well whatever I'm gonna go find some water you know and it was oh like that God. and that was our first like interaction that wow. was your meet cute that was it that was an emotional roller coaster <laughs> wow yeah and so then I like went and found some water and uh, you know talk to some people there and uh, you know and then um probably an hour later I was like okay I've spent enough time here and I guess I'll say goodbye to the water guy and so I went back to him and I was uh-huh. like hey I'm leaving I just want to say bye and he was like why are you leaving oh yeah and and then I was like um well because I'm the only sober person here because like everyone at this party is getting progressively drunker and higher and whatever right and he was like I'm sober and I was like, sober, sober? Because there's like two yeah. different types of sober. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. like, I'm sober like, for the night. For right the night. night or like, yeah. I'm sober because I'm a fucking alcoholic and I can't just have one drink. Yeah. So, right. So like, uh, so he, he was like, sober, sober. And I was like, no way. And so then we had this and he's like very public about it. So like, yeah. that's why I feel like, okay, talking about sure. his friend. <laughs> Steven's an alcoholic. <laughs> but he's like, fine. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we talk sure. about it in our social media. Well, like it's, it's good to like desensitize that too. Totally. Cause yeah. there's such a stigma and I hate that. And like, so I, I'm just open about it. And, um, and then it keeps me accountable. Cause then like now, like everyone knows I, yeah, I yeah. shouldn't drink. Yeah, sure. No, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> if a stranger sees me on the street right. that follows me, Hey, <laughs> I saw your Insta story. You can't be drinking. But yeah. anyway, so, um, <laughs> Yeah, so so we just sort of like bonded over that and then like he asked me to lunch the next day and we actually went to an AA meeting. So romantic. Oh my god. Yeah. This is like oh. a fairy tale. <laughs> it's a twisted Hollywood fairy tale. Yeah. Um yeah, it's like Lucy Lucy and Ricky but recovering drug addicts. Yeah. It's so cute. It's very it's so cute. Very adorable. It's so cute. Um <laughs> But yeah, so like we met in a meeting and then we had like a three hour lunch and really the rest is history from there. Like it was just. That's awesome. Yeah. And that was like six. No, that was seven years ago. Wow. Have you ever discussed the opening water line with him? And, oh, yeah. And like admitted that like that was super embarrassing. That totally. And what did he say about it? Yeah, we laugh about it all the time. Because okay. like people ask us where we met a lot. So like I, mm-hmm. I'm all, I'm telling that story, you know, <laughs> oh, like all great. the time. Right. Also, yeah. how are you not writing this as its own pilot and or movie? It's yeah, funny because really. like I already did that. I, oh, ar- really? I did. Yeah. So, I mean, I, and I would like to make it. I'm actually writing a book now and it's a compilation of 
essays, short stories from my life. And that's one of them. So oh, like, nice. I, I thought it would be really cool to like make a little mini series around uh, around yeah. that or something. Um, That'd be super cute. Yeah. Like so. So, yeah. But I did write that pilot. Wow. And, I, and, and I haven't really, though, even chopped it around or anything. It's just like one of the things I've written that... You know, I think there'll be a time and a place for it. Sure. But, but yeah, it's a fun. It's, it's super a, fun. It's a fun story. It's super it's a fun. weird, twisted love story. I love it. I think it's great. I think yeah. it's so refreshing in a way, like water itself. You know? <laughs> Fucking water. Um, yeah. Laura, we're coming to the end of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much for being here. Yeah. I mean, speaking of all these projects, where can people find what you're working on, what you have coming up, et cetera? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so my podcast is the Laura Clary podcast. Right. So there's that. And then um and that's with Steven and you know prank calls and funny stuff. And then yeah, you can just find me on Facebook and Instagram. It's just my name, Laura Clary. Oh, is, that's perfect. Yeah, and that's like where all my sketches and funny funny stuff. Awesome. Is. And we um, give every guest that's on the podcast a personalized fortune cookie. What? Yeah, so oh my that God. is for you. Thank you. Um it's very oh, high tech. I believe it. I believe it. What is it going to say? Oh, not not short. Okay, okay. Consider this a throple. Did I say that right? Yeah. Stop. I'm so dumb. I'm actually <laughs> no, you Ivy. Did. <laughs> you did. A throple situation between you, Helen, and Stephen. Also, Helen may or may not have written this fortune. You can't prove anything. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for making time. And make sure you guys go check out everything that Laura's working on. There's so much stuff in the works, it sounds like, too, which is very exciting. Yeah, totally. So stay up to date. And thank you again for being here. Thank you, Grace. Of course. Yay. We'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Yay. Goodbye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Grace Helbig. This summer, set up your grill game with the revolutionary Beyond Burger. This mouthwatering masterpiece is the only plant-based burger that is so meaty it's sold in the meat case at your local grocery store. It's packed with protein, it's better for you and the planet, and will satisfy even the most ravenous of carnivores. Are you ready to taste the future of protein? Then visit beyondmeat.com grace to find a local retailer near you. That's beyondmeat.com grace. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Produced and directed by Jack Ferry. Producer Melissa D. Mons. With writing by Diane Kang. Audio support by Chris Henry. Editing by Melissa D. Mons. And an extra special thank you to Flula for the theme music. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. This Grace Helbig. Whatever struggles you are facing, from depression and anxiety to trauma and grief, BetterHelp can connect you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, as well as chat and text with your therapist. And anything you share is completely confidential. Best of all, it is affordable, and you will get 10% off your first month with the discount code GRACE. So why not get started? Go to betterhelp.com grace. Fill out a questionnaire to get matched with a counselor that you'll love today. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, producer Melissa D. Montz.